What the hell is that? It's just a toy. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK and Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast, and we talk to you about episodes of the Aussie soap opera. Neighbours, we are in the Pirate Net Studios, the mobile studio this week at the Lasseter's Penthouse Suite. It's definitely available, mm-hmm. so we've taken it over. <laughs> Vaya here, I'm a TV writer who doesn't suspend disbelief. CJ, the hot mess mum, is here. Hello. And Kate is out this week. Little baby Madge is under the weather, but she, Kate will drop in with a special voice memo later in the episode. Oh, no way. I'm sure she'll say something scathing. <laughs> Oh, we have an inaugural guest. We do. Debut appearance of my excellent workmate, but also just excellent person in general, Bridget McCaffrey. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Bridget, just a great person to have around. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Bridget works in the production office of the TV show that I work on, but also has a prominent Instagram presence, Bridget (laughs) underscore underscore McCaffrey. Underscore, underscore. Yeah. Two underscores, yes. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, it's not enough. Yeah. And we were going to ask you actually for some tips for one of the characters that we think should have an Instagram profile because okay. she doesn't have a job. So we she think, should have them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll get some tips from you cool. at some point, I think. You should do things like this when you've got the time to do it. It's very time intensive. Yeah. yeah. So while, while she's out of work, now's the time. Mm. Yeah. Now, Bridget. Uh, you were not born in this nation of Australia or England, no, I, for that matter. No, I have not. <laughs> where were you? Where did you grow up? Well, I'm born in um, Slovakia, but I'm Hungarian. My family is Hungarian. The little village I'm from is Hungarian, so consider myself Hungarian too. And lived there since since I was a baby, and moved out when I was 19 years old. What was the village name? Ipoyvarbo. Oh. <laughs> Very exotic. <laughs> safe, no, really. So it's safe to assume that neighbours did not broadcast no. in your youth? No. Unfortunately, did not. <laughs> did you watch soap operas locally? Oh, yeah. I loved it. I love soap, soap operas, yeah. We, oh, my sister and I were big fans of um, South American soap operas. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it came to Hungary and we used to watch it every afternoon after coming home from school. But they were all about love, um, mm-hmm. poor girls becoming rich and finding <laughs> their true love and princess. So it's all the same thing. <laughs> and princess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just throwing in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and do people come back from the dead? Yes, all the time. Okay, good. Yep, yeah, good. Well, you all are in, yeah. you know, familiar territory then. Yeah, and get divorced and get back together. Yeah, and cheat and then, yeah. And go out with people's, like, brothers or fathers or... That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. all just normal and so yeah. planned. Yeah. So this is all the same. It's just it happens in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> this week, was this your first Neighbours episode yes. that you watched? Yes, it was my first one. And I really liked it, actually. <gasps> I can really get into it, but... There are thousands of episodes, like when, like, shall I start at episode one or, well, I mean, how I can catch up in 35 years? No, you just start now. Start now, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. You can listen to our podcast if you want. We can sum it up yeah. for you. But also, I didn't watch the first 10 years. Mm. CJ, when did you start? I probably started about the same time you did. But also, you can dip out for a few years and come back. Come back, okay. It, that's fine yeah. too. You can so. go on holidays, come back. <laughs> come like, back, don't need to catch up. Yeah. Like, we're not allowed to anymore. No, but, <laughs> but like... Other people can. Other people okay. can. And like Kate will often – because Kate never has. Like she's had periods where she didn't watch as much but she's never dipped out for years yeah. at a time. And she'll say a character's name and Vera and I will just have a blank expression because yeah. we've never heard of that person. Mm. And it'll be from like a year we didn't watch because we, mm. you know, we're doing something else at 6.30. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and pre-digital recording. So now you just dip in now? And you just okay, now yeah. you're a neighbors fan. What did you like about it overall? It was just easy to um, easy to watch. I felt like I've been watching it for ages now. Like it was <laughs> like just like the families and like the characters were great, and it was just easy to yeah, easy I'm, to just I'm so like it. Yeah. I'm so proud of neighbors yeah. <laughs> for having this appeal, and I'm excited because I only asked Bridget to watch one episode, and she watched three. <gasps> yes, because so. I liked it. I really did like it. <laughs> So, so yeah. th- this is a treat. I can binge watch it. <laughs> oh. Well, that's what I often do. After yeah. working all week, I, Saturday morning I usually, <laughs> or Friday night, I just it's watch just all of them. It's just easy. You just, the next episode starts and you just keep continuing <laughs> watching. <laughs> Excellent. Neighbours Council Business. The business, again. You recapped Playing for Keeps. Yes. And that's up on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash pod. Beck Dahl and I watched season two of Playing for Keeps and summed it all up in a nice little bow. There are two Neighbours actors in that series and they are the stars. So become one of our patrons if you like. I have to shout out a couple of new subscribers. And can we shout out everyone that comes back after Christmas? I think it just tells me so-and-so has pledged at blah blah level so to me i just think they're all all, they're all new everyone what's old is new again um thank you karen for jumping on board much appreciated and sammy well sammy renewed their pledge as well so much appreciated after a a little break so yeah just do you do you guys whatever thank you very much yeah thanks guys whatever you feel bridget's appreciative Um, we're having carrot sticks on you (laughs) (laughs) and we also i made a, a donation from our patreon kitty for the bushfire relief, for Zoos Victoria and for CFA. Yep. So I am always very conscious that it's a very big privilege that people support our podcast. So I do like to acknowledge that and give back elsewhere. And you posted an excellent image on the Neighbours Council of little um, iconic John. Yes, baby Hugo. Baby Hugo giving some side eye. Uh, just on the donations as well, um, baby Hugo's mum is a Tupperware consultant and she's donating some profits Anywhere in Australia that someone orders. So if you want to buy some Tupperware and you're in Australia, mention it on the council and I'm sure she'll yeah, well, she'll hook you up and hook up the charities. Now, we are going to be deep diving into Tuesday the 7th of January mm. 2020. Firstly, though, in the lead up to this, on the Monday episode, we had a little excursion to the prison. It was your first episode, Bridget, and we weren't, yes. even, we weren't even in Erinsborough. I know, and I was like, what is this prison? Like, why is the guy in prison? What did he do? I don't know his name, but... Rob Rob. Robert Robinson. He was one of triplets. And triplets. Yeah, and he switched places. He had a good, a good brother, and he switched places with the good brother, tricked half of the street, but then tried to kill people in a plane crash. Well, he did, sorry. He, he, oh, he put a bomb he... on a plane. Oh, no. Yeah. And a little plane that was going over to Tasmania, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, like, yeah. a whole family from Ramsey Street died in the ocean oh, because no. of him. 
And then deserves being in the prison yeah. then. He does, yeah. Yeah. But he did a good thing, CJ. So he gave one of his kidneys to his brother. The, there was two men that visited him in the prison. One was his father, who, yeah. he, who he doesn't yeah. like. He doesn't want to, yeah. yeah. He doesn't like. And the other one is his half-brother. That he doesn't really know. The, yeah, he doesn't know. So this David, so the kidney recipient, he only met his father later in life. So he didn't he didn't grow up with him, but he gave him his kidney anyway. And well, that's nice, yeah. And the girl that <laughs> – it is nice. Yeah. Um, and the girl that was there is his daughter. Yes. And yeah. she only just met everyone like The cat lady. Who yes. was the cat? The cat lady. <laughs> The anti-cat lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was a nice thing to do. So David wanted to say mm. thank you for my body part that you gave me. It seemed like not the best time to go. I mean, firstly, if you've just come out from hospital from a transplant, probably best to just like take it, relax. But also, so prisons are like a hotspot for disease. Oh. Yeah. Because basically it's a fishbowl. Anything that comes in there, it stays in there and it circles around and everyone gets it. And like in winter, for instance, prisons are just full of flus and colds and stuff. Mm. And I know that it's summer like now, but it doesn't matter. Hot weather, cold weather, mm. the, he just needs to go home to a environment. His husband's at home cleaning the, apart, cleaning the house mm. to make it clean, but... It, you're just going to pop down to a prison? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. No. And the prison's four hours away. So he's sitting in a car for four hours there and four hours back. Not even staying overnight. And he looked he, he looked like he was grimacing. Like he was like, oh. Yeah, he looked in pain. For Not sure. comfortable. No. It's time for Netflixing. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, Harlow wants to go. Send a letter. Yep. Say, I'm really grateful. Put some, I'm going to come next week. Put some money in his prison bank account so we can Ooh. buy whatever the currency is these days now that you don't smoke in prison. Well, last time we had prisons on Neighbours, they had apples. Yeah. Like one of them had a bag of apples <laughs> and he was giving them out. He was just really into, like, you know, Random. whole foods. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really moving scene, I found, between the father and the son. Because Harlow, the daughter, said, well, why don't you just come and watch him? He's different with me. He's trying to be a good dad remotely. And they talked about books. It was really nice. And she's going to bring some Henry James in and yeah. Rob Rob's going to start a prison book I club. I knew you were going to fall in love with that. I knew it. I'm the minute they started talking about books and stuff, I knew you were just going to be all over it. Well, because he could start, you know, sending things into the book exchange and get that going again. <sighs> but he's a murderer. You constantly remind me how bad men are when I fall in love with them for no reason. But my take, you know, my take on Rob Rob is that the system let him down. He, he was untreated. His mental health. He, yeah. He's completely psychotic and... He's just free range. Well, he's not now. Yeah, he's no. quite captive. They've got that locked down because he, mm. he escaped Bridget. From, he escaped from the prison. From the hospital, yeah. Oh. Last, just like a week ago. Yeah. And how fast time goes. Yeah. yeah. And then they got him. Anyway. And they got his kidney. And that was that. So we'll see how this goes. Paul's going to give everything the benefit of the doubt. Now, speaking of bad men saying nice things. Okay. Paul ended the conversation with thank you. I'm letting go of all the anger. I'm doing it for Harlow. Thank you for saving David's life. I was quite moved by that part too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't need Henry James to be moved. Well, I was and moved. Stephen Dennis for me. I was moved by the feelings <laughs> talk as well, but I was also moved by the literature. Mm. Henry James was an odd choice for me. I, I, I've only read... The Europeans. A couple of Jameses, but uh, a portrait of a lady. Yeah, but, um, Washington Square. I but, mean, it's... But anyway, maybe I need to dip back in. Maybe yeah. I need to take Harlow's advice. And Speaking of, like, Henry James is quite episodic. So it's a little bit neighbours. There you go. You know, reference. Actually, so Harlow's English, and Bridget, you said you lived in England for a little while. Yes, I lived in London for four years. Okay. And you didn't watch Neighbours when you were there? 
No. Don't they make... I didn't have a TV. Don't they at customs force you, like give you a subscription and say you must watch Neighbours while you're here? No, they do not. Because it's huge over there. No, I'd never not heard of neighbours before. Not in your circle. <laughs> not no, in, not, not in, in my circle. No. Wow. It wasn't playing in a pub or something. You didn't go to like down under bars, like Australian bars? I went once and I hated it, so I never went back <laughs> so again. So you moved to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want authentic. <laughs> I want authentic, yeah. <laughs> I don't know this copycat bar. Okay, Tuesday is when we get classic neighbours. We're back on Ramsey Street. The episode opens... Kennedy and co, the Kennedy clan and their associates gathered around the big breakfast table outside. They're doing a lot of outside breakfasts lately. Barbecue. (laughs) Summertime. (laughs) I suspect there was a reason around the house sale that made them shoot outside a lot or something. So that house sold recently. Vaya and Kate went along to the um, open house. Yeah, Carl and Susan's house Um, for $1.6 million or $1.4, $1.4. More than it should have. You know, I didn't go, but still. It was a very 80s-esque design, but like very nice layout. Yeah. A neighbour's fan bought it, I believe. Um, But I just wonder, like, they have been outside all the time. CJ, you're a genius. That's got to be it. I guess they were limiting what they were shooting out the front because yes. they needed access out the front because the backyard sets are in Nunawadding separately. There you go. So, Bridget, how much did you gather of who is living in that house? Lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused by it. I was like, Suzanne and Mm -hmm. Your husband brought them up before. He he remembers them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The the affair, that's the first thing he mentioned. (laughs) So Ellie, who is Ellie? That's their daughter. Is that their daughter? Close, their niece. Niece. Mm -hmm. And Ellie's sister, B. Yeah. And B's boyfriend, Finn. Mm -hmm. And then this Hendrik too. Who is Hendrik? (laughs) Why is he living there? He is the son of a billionaire that lives across the road. Or why is he living in there? Um, he's living there because he, he is in love with his stepmom and that's not going so great. Okay. He didn't grow up with his dad and now suddenly he's back in his life. Okay. But also his dad could afford to source help elsewhere, but he's just living with the school. So Susan's the headmistress of the school. Oh, okay. So he's just living with the headmistress. That's not weird at all. So Pierce, who you met. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Pierce, who you met later in the week. Yes. The very attractive man. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Did anyone else strike your fancy in this cast? The, no. No. Okay. No. Um, Not just yet. Only, no. only seen three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so Pierce, that's his father. Okay, yeah. And they don't get along. But instead of Pierce being a father and just saying, go to your room, watch your big screen TV... And, and just like, if you love my wife, don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. He's just avoiding it. And he's like, you guys can sort it out. Yeah. doesn't matter that your niece has got a newborn in the house. Oh, yeah, the newborn, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so we got – and we should mention that Finn also is a recovering um, terrorist. Yeah, he used to be a teacher at the school. Do you That's it then. Does Finn and Ellie love each other? Is something going on? Yeah. That's what I gather. Yeah. And that's why she's moving out. Pretty much, exactly, yes. So Ellie and Finn used to date when they lived in Sydney. Okay. They were both high school teachers in Sydney. Then he, they both moved to Melbourne and he got a job at Ellie's school and then he had a brain tumour, a brain aneurysm, and that caused him to go insane. And he 
was trying to like become the principal. He, he really oh. wanted to be the principal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a passion. And he was drugging people and oh my god, yeah, <laughs> trying to like almost kidnap a sixteen-year-old girl. And then he went really crazy and tried to put chemicals in the school and kill in the air vents. So he was going to kill them all, the whole school. And then he kidnapped. Ellie, B and Susan and... Yeah, put them in a shipping container yeah. in the country. Oh, no. So then when they finally got free, Susan pushed him off a cliff. But then he... he reco- survived. He survived, but he can't remember anything. He be- can't remember anything he did. No. He, he can only remember everything up to the age of 19. <laughs> so he's 19 <laughs> in his mind. It's crazy. Yeah. He's 19 in his mind. But yep. And he's dating a woman. Yeah. A mature woman that lives in his house. He hasn't had to go far. And why does he live there? Just because they're together with B? No. No, after he got convicted. Oh, because Susan is also an amnesiac. Yeah, so Susan felt sorry for him and took him in. Because he couldn't remember anything, she was like, oh, well, he's innocent because he can't remember, so we'll look after him. (laughs) There's this sort of feeling like the old Finn doesn't exist anymore because we've got this fresh new one that doesn't remember anything. And she had guilt because she pushed him off the cliff. She'd also had amnesia years ago. You know, she empathises. She feels so sorry. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, Ellie got pregnant to Finn's brother. Oh, Sean. I was trying to figure out. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't think Sean was in any of the episodes. No, I watched. he no. is no longer with us. He, oh, he went. Died. Yeah, he went skiing in Switzerland. Oh, no. Have you ever done that? No I'm, no, I'm not good at skiing. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, well good. Neither, neither is <laughs> Sean. <laughs> so, but they haven't recovered the body. No, so he's... He he's might just, come back. Yeah, might. Yeah. yeah, he might. Even sometimes when they recover bodies, people can come back. <laughs> yeah. He might come in with his beanie and his snow boots and he's like, what did I miss? <laughs> just like dusting some snow off his shoulder. Like, I, I'm here. We've got the lay of the land at the Kennedys. B and Finn are excited because they're moving into the same bedroom to make room to get the teenager off of the couch because he's driving everybody nuts. Right at the start of the episode, Carl sends Hendrix into his bedroom, into the Kennedy bedroom. Why, why does he send him in there? I've well, missed that. that. Was, yeah, why? It, it was There's no reason. Yeah, there was one reason. The re- it was weird. The reason was go and get the barbecue hot plate. That oh, I yeah, the hot plate. <laughs> it was my Christmas present. From the bedroom. Because <laughs> that's where you put your presents. Sure. <laughs> Bridget, what did Hendrix find under the bed? A blue box. Yes. Yeah. Assume with sex toys. <laughs> yes, correct. There's the, been a many a moment the blue box has come out. The blue, blue box, box has been in Neighbours storylines for years. For and years. that's Susan's um, and Carl's box. Yeah. And they never quite express 100% what's okay. in it and what it is. But we all have drawn the correct conclusions. It's only in recent years that we've seen the box. Usually they only talked about it. Mm. But now we know. We see it. Okay. Hendrix, his eyes bug out of his head. And I don't think – so Susan and Carl, as your partner mentioned earlier, broke up at one point. There was a cheating scandal and all of that back in mm. the 90s. I don't think there was a blue box back then. No. Like I think it's their new relationship in the last like 20 years mm. where they've – Spice things up. Spice yeah. things up. This is what works for them yep. now, for their family. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll park that because that goes on its own journey. In the meantime, Ellie is muscling her way in over at the Branaka house – David Tanaka and Aaron Brennan's house, the recovering kidney yes, recipient. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need any more people in that house, but sure. No, but also like if but someone I someone else living there too, there are three, of, three people living. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle. Kyle, that's it. 
But Chloe used to live there, Pierce's wife. Yeah. And she moved out to move in with him. Um, so there is a spare room, I guess, by standard. Yeah. And, of course, the woman that stabbed everyone, she lived there too, yeah. Chloe. Yeah. Or Christy, um, but yeah. Yeah. But anyway, a doctor and a gym owner need tenants in their house. <laughs> so, and Ellie wants to not be around Finn and temptation because when you have a, what, 10-day-old baby. You've That's got, all you can think of. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the horn. You. <laughs> it's killing me. It's killing No one... I'm sorry. I'm, I, look, I don't want to make fun of mental health or whatever. I have really enjoyed the way that Jodie is playing newborn mum yep. um, as in like the way that she's looking and the way that they're doing her hair and the way that when she's distressed because her baby won't stop crying, she's been quite good. Yeah, her hair's like slicked back like she doesn't have time to do herself up. Yeah, and I but mean then this she is had lipstick on middle of the night. <laughs> no one has lipstick on middle of the night when that the is baby true. cries. I'm going like, why is your lips are sparkling? Well, you do when you have a crush on someone who's going to help you. Ah, uh, true, true, true. <laughs> yeah, she was like putting That's that true. lipstick on and then going, come on, kid, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call my boyfriend. <laughs> Mama's ready now. <laughs> um, but I'm really enjoying that. But also like people don't have time to like – have attraction to, like, their baby daddy. Yeah. I don't understand what this is at all. Most people, I read about it a lot, you know, like marriages and, and whatnot suffer in this time because you don't have time or brain space or mental energy to connect. So as if you have time to connect with some guy that's living in your house that if, used to date that now is dating his sister. If anything, from what I've read about preg- pregnancy hormones, she should have had the horn for him during gestation. Well, way back. Yeah. Exactly. I... But she still loves Sean then. So, Baby Asta, which our UK friends laugh. I don't know if this existed when you were living there, Bridget, but there's a supermarket chain called Asda. Yes. <laughs> so, that our listeners keep laughing every time they call it that. It's weird. Yeah, I was thinking the same when I was listening. I was like, Asta, what kind of name is that? Where did they get that from? Well, they're spelling it A-S-T-E-R, yeah. which is a flower. But she can't stop crying because there's a soundtrack that's playing on a loop. Kate, I've got to say this, our usual co-host, it would be remiss if I didn't mention Kate screaming at the TV saying she just wants to feed and Ellie hasn't clearly had not struggled with breastfeeding so maybe pop her on the boob, give her a feed. That's probably what she needs. Poor little hungry kid. <laughs> Every time she cries, she's like, oh, you want, you want your uncle? No worries. No. No, I want no. the food source. Yeah. <laughs> that being said though. Baby Harold did enjoy being held by uh, Milsey. Yes, our <laughs> co-host's son was cuddled by Milsey when we interviewed him. Oh, cool. Yeah, so maybe he does have the gift. He is a calming <laughs> human. <laughs> and maybe, look, it would be an opportunity if they did want to explore that Ellie was having a tough time breastfeeding. That would be a great it, it would Moment. be. I've had myself in that one of the scenes, I think it was last week, but she was in the middle of the night. Like, she won't stop crying. I've had that night. Like, I thought she was great in that. I just don't think that when you hand your baby to someone and they stop the baby from crying that you then have a sexual attraction to them. <laughs> <laughs> you just say, oh, my God, you're so great. And then you go to sleep. Like, that's it. It's like, great, job done. Bye. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Thank I'll, you. I'll call you at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but I don't know. People have different kinks. This is Ellie's kink. And she's her solution to this, because she doesn't want to hurt her sister, is, I'll just move in with you. And she front foots it with, the, with David and Aaron. She says, hey, I can move in. I am keeping up the entire seven people in my household. I can only wake up three people here. <laughs> yeah. 
Why don't I do that? And you know what I don't get? A lot of people take their baby to the living room or the kitchen because there's many reasons. It could be because your partner who has to get up and work in the morning is there and you want them to be able to sleep or True, whatever. Yeah. Or it's your shift and it's not theirs and they, <laughs> yeah. they want to sleep. Your, the TV's there. The TV's there. <laughs> or your bottle feeding so you need to heat it up. Or if you're pumped, the milk could be in the fridge. But Ellie just seems to take the baby to the living room to make sure she wakes people up. <laughs> <laughs> just want to get into the thoroughfare. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your bedroom. <laughs> now, Ellie says she has saved six months worth of rent. She was a teacher. She got fired from her teaching job. Bridget, we've had a theory about Ellie because she has not worn the same maternity dress twice. She's looked fabulous for her whole pregnancy and we thought maybe she was a secret influencer on Instagram yeah. and was getting deals from maternity lines. Ripe. Yeah. This one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but also I think it'll be a good career move for her because she can't get a teaching job and she needs flexible hours. Because she said to David and Aaron, I'll get a job though with my 11-day-old. Good luck. So now you run a, a lovely Instagram account. Thanks. How, how much goes into that? Well, if you want to be serious with it, you have to constantly be on Instagram and taking photos, posting photos, interact with followers. It's not an easy, easy job. But you could do it with a baby. Yeah. Especially she, if, so it would be good for her while the baby sleeps, you know. Or especially if she's putting the baby in the yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. You, a lot of your shots are from your travels, Bridget. Yes. So do you then save them up and then schedule when they go I out? do, I do. Yeah, I, I, most of the time I only post from travels. It's just I think it's – I think people wanting to see posts that are pretty, nice yeah. to look at. Yeah. My every, everyday life is, is boring. I don't do much. So I'm not going to post a picture sitting on my sofa cuddling my cat. <laughs> I, well, I mean, people will I would I mean, maybe, like that. Maybe yeah. that's one every now and then. Um, <laughs> well, you put that in your stories. I can put it in my stories, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, it's about dedication. What and, do you want to do? And do you take multiple outfits to different locations? Yes, of course. Yes. yes. Good, because I, pl- like, I plan things. Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. walk me through how you would um, plan So that? when we um, recently went to South Africa... I looked at all the different hotels we were staying, and of course we had we went to the safari. So before we went, I went on on shopping and I bought a specific clothes um, matching um, the hotel, matching the interior, matching wow. safari outfits, jumpsuits, um, the khaki color, the beige color, everything that you can imagine. Um, just for shopping. <laughs> when you get to a hotel, let's say they've renovated the room and they've changed everything, what would you do? Oh, you know, it's not about the room. Uh, it's more about like the lobby. The yeah, the outside. outside. Okay. Archway. Yes. Or yeah, the that's right. Fountain yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, that's, that's forethought, isn't and it? Bridget, right? Does Ellie have these skills, do you think? Well, that's, I think maybe she, hmm, she'd have to learn them. I mean, she has to do lesson she, plans. She, 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 could, she could learn that's it. Very true. Yeah. Lesson plans, content plans, very yeah. similar. And Bridget, you're very, you're very mindful. You also sell your clothes on, and I do, yes. So um, because I buy a lot, I, I have a lot of clothes. I have a bit of an issue with shopping, um, but I do go and and sell them, and I give it to charity. Um, 
give it to friends as well which is nice family yeah you're not just accumulating no no don't have enough space (laughs) yeah i was about to say you'll just have to go and get like another bedroom so i think yeah ellie could just plan a few things get some coordinating gear for asta get some good deals cute matching outfits mama and the baby yeah (laughs) and can i ask your primary photographer is my husband yeah and I, we made him come out of the bedroom and change his clothes so he could take a photo of us. Mm-hmm. I made him be our Instagram <laughs> husband. So our, you can go He's see. really good at that. He's very good and he yeah. was, gave us lots of options. He yeah. said, what else do you need? He's very giving. And, He's and really he, good. And he waited till we looked at them before he left the room. Yes. <laughs> One of our husbands would have just left, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he's, he's really good at that. Like we take a lot of pictures. And a lot. It's part of the deal. That's right. Um, and it's a skill. He's honing a skill. Photography. Yes. I've taught him many times I'm going to give photography course for his birthday as a present. <laughs> well, that's a good gift idea for Ellie. It is. Of editing. Do you edit as well? I do. I do my own editing, yes. Oh, just on apps or on uh, the computer? Yeah, yeah on apps. Yeah. 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 So just El- an easy one. It's, it's, it's just easy. So Ellie could do that too. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, she's got three years of naps. Yeah. You know, like the the kid will sleep for a lot. I mean, it's not auguring well for naps at this juncture. I mean, no. her daytime naps seem to be okay. It's just the night sleep she's not nailing. Yeah, but look, that's super common. It's just not super common to call people out of their bedrooms <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> just get her in the car, go for a drive. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not meant to do that. I mean, I know I do it all the time. Oh, so I was, <laughs> I was just, well, CJ the Hot Mess Mum's plan. It, it's totally. I do remember driving along the freeway once, so tired. I was slapping myself to keep myself <gasps> awake. Yeah. Okay. We cannot have Ellie in perilous situations no. because she's Ellie, you know, he's no. gonna she's gonna be doing the pump and dump, so yeah. she won't be able to drive. <laughs> no. Now Ellie announces to the Kennedys she's got new living arrangements, and they do not take this well. No, they. Everybody's so upset, especially the sister. I've decided to move into number thirty-two. Excuse Wait, what? me, Ellie. No, how are you even considering this, <laughs> Ellie? You just had a baby. I think it's the right decision for me and Asta. How? It actually makes no sense at all. Susan, you have to tell her it's a mistake. Just let her go. It's fine to move on. And do you know where she's moving? Yeah, like, just the next door, yeah. isn't it? Just yeah. next door. Like, yeah. you can go and see her anytime. It's not like she's moving to another country. No. In fact, it's normal to be an adult. Especially if you have a away. kid, just move on. Yeah. You know, start your own life. Especially if you've been living rent-free with your aunt and uncle for yes. three years. Now, Susan knows that. Ellie and Finn have feelings for each other and she's very worried about this whole situation. Not enough to do anything. She's just having stern looks. I know that what Ellie's doing by being in love with somebody who has had a family violence situation towards Mm. her Mm. and, you know, tried to kill a lot of people, Mm. it is worrying when your niece falls in love with someone like that. But if you have already invited that person to live in your home, that can't be what you're worried about. (laughs) She just looks at her like... Like it's incest. Like she's looking at her like, why would you be in love with your brother or something? Like it's the look of shock and and disgust that she's got. Whereas it's like, well, I mean, half the street is dating somebody that used to date their brother, sister, mother, friend. And the other thing is that Ali used to date him. Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Exactly. If Susan's that concerned, she could have gone and pulled some strings and had Finn move in with David because David's his doctor. They could have kept an eye on him there and Ellie could have stayed with her family. Yeah, I mean, that's not completely ridiculous either, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, live with your patient. But the shitbag Hendrix, who's just being so spoiled, he's forgetting to do the dishes. He's he's so funny. <laughs> Why? He's just so naughty. <laughs> and then one day he's chopping the vegetables and like, try and be nice yeah. to Ellie. And he goes, do you want me to mash up some carrots for the baby? Yeah. Little pumpkin. He didn't know. What? He really thought that was what the right thing to do was. He's a damned fool. You don't live in the world and have no concept that tiny infants cannot eat people food. I mean, I don't think he lives in the world. No, he doesn't, no. Well, let's get back to him then. So they're all trying to convince Ellie to stay. But she's like, nah, I'm taking my suitcase. They've already got a pimped up cot for me next door. I'm going. Hendrix has found the sex toys. Mm. Meanwhile, Harlow has come over and she's missing something. She's looking for the cat's toy. Is that her cat? Is that sort a family cat? Sort of. <laughs> it's the cat that lives in the house that she lives okay, in. Yeah. Okay. Looking for the cat toy. Yeah. yeah. Which Clementine. Is, which is quite funny, yeah. really. She's looking for a cat toy and then she ends up with a yeah. cat toy. Yeah. Cat toy, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> yep. Uh, Hendrix, he gets the little devil horns and he realises he could have a bit of fun. And he's also, he's got a bit of a thing for Harlow. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing he knows how to do is sexually harass people that he's into. So that's what he does. <laughs> he... Bags up one of the toys. In a weird nondescript bag. In a weird green bag. <laughs> Blank grocery bag, yeah. maybe. But not even like big enough to be a grocery bag. No, it was just the awkward size. It looked like a library book bag yes. that you would take yeah. to school. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like there's a couple of teachers that live in that house. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He runs out into the street. He said, hello, found it. And she's like, oh, thanks. And now what sound does this bag make? Oh, I missed it. I didn't even hear any sound. Well, it's the sound of something clinking together, something rattling around in the bag. Hmm. It made a lot of people online speculate that it's a type of bead, but we'll continue our speculation. So Harlow gets the toy back home. Now, presumably now two people have touched this toy and haven't washed it or their hands. Oh, no. I feel like Susan and Carl are both... I don't enough to wash it after you. I guess Carl works in a hospital. He would disinfect, Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> or he's wearing gloves to begin with. <laughs> the only way I can get through it is if that's how he's I dealing think, with I it. I think they are. I think, okay. I think Susan has sprung it for the expensive clean, yeah. wash yeah. Okay. and um, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. So Harlow places it in front of the cat and the cat is not interested. <laughs> Funnily enough. Um, we did take some photos actually with Bridget's cat, Arthur, in honour of Clementine's big episode. So Ned comes over and sees... Sees the toy yeah. on the floor. And what does he assume? That it's um, Hartlaw's, no? Isn't yeah, it? at first he thinks it's yeah. hers and then he thinks it's Roxy's, who's the 20-year-old that lives with them. He's confused, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So it's something that can rattle, also that can look like a cat toy, mm. also that could be... Presumably a 20-year-old's sex toy. Mm. Maybe a couple of sex toys banging against each other in the bag. I don't know. That's true. I thought it would be like a little tickler, like a little whip, but I didn't hear the clanking noise. But maybe there's like metal on it. Maybe there's beads hanging from the tickler. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, to be honest, like I looked at some sex toy websites. I'm proud of you. Thanks. (laughs) And I used to write for one. Yeah. Not under my name, so no one can find it. Excellent. Um, But – most of them look like cat toys. Okay, yeah, makes like sense a lot then. of a lot a lot of ones that are not um, like your standard vibrators or whatever, kind of look like cat toys. 
Because I did wonder, with the bead speculation, I did wonder how much fun that would be for two. Because this is a couple sex toy. Like, I, mean, um, I imagine the blue box would have some solo experiences available. Yeah, but also, you know. Um. <laughs> Channel the, the alter ego that wrote for the website. Um, let's... We've got different holes and places. Yep. And let's say one person's working on one. Right. One place, is occupied. And you, you want to bid on the other place. <laughs> you can you can you can um, you can you can put some mechanics to work. CJ, when you used to write these articles, did you have to say place and th- No. Did you, or did you get to use the real words? I got to use the real words. Oh that's nice. Or or other <laughs> words that were nicer than place. <laughs> um so of course Harlow flies off the handle and runs it back to Hendrix and they fight about it in the street. Which is just what he wanted her to do. Yeah, of yes. He got a rise out of her and Carl and Susan look on in horror. Yeah. Oh Carl. Carl yeah, Carl comes in his bicycle kit. <laughs> Is that what you look like when you ride to work, Bridget? No, I have a nice gym gear on. Do you have little um, spikes coming out of your helmet for the magpies? No, 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 I don't have that. It's to keep the birds from swooping. Have you ever had birds swoop you? Um, Not that I can recall. Yeah, so Carl's just being unnecessarily. They're after the mammals, not the influencers. Also, I want to point out he found a feather boa in the blue box as well. Like there's pretty innocent things in there. The pink one. I saw, yeah. Mm. Interesting. I want to know what's in the books. Yeah, we all, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> they also have costumes because we've seen Susan dress up as like a Swedish nurse or maid or something with like a she blonde looked, wig. She looked great. Yeah. So they have oh. costumes in there as well. It's it's like cool. um, Mary Poppins's bag. It's bottomless. I think the thing that got me and what are the what's it called? I mean, wrong audience with toys. So you you put some out on the shelf and then you put the rest away. Oh, toy rotation. Toy rotation. Yeah, I watch YouTube. Thanks. Yes, of course. This is where I got it. Um, it's usually for children's toys. Yes. Though. So they have toy rotation. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that got me is that so Carl goes inside then and he's saying, this is terrible. You've got to get rid of this kid. Yeah, like, he blames Hendrix. I mean, you sent him in the bloody bedroom. Yeah. I, I'm not with you guys. I blame Hendrix too. You shouldn't take someone's sex toys and give them to the oh, neighbour. He's young and he's silly and he just wants to be, you know, young teenager. <laughs> I, bl- I, I know. I blame Hendrix for literally everything else. Literally everything else. They should have kicked him out six events ago. Yeah. Like this week he's done seven shitbaggy things. <laughs> and, but the fact that they sent him into the room and said find a box with a thing in it and he found a box. With some things. It's not yeah. his fault just opening the box. Yeah. But it, it is mm. his fault not giving a crap about anyone else in the house or anyone else's feelings. So Susan's like, whatever, mate. Like, we have sex. Everyone knows. Um, and then <laughs> he said, oh, Ned saw it. And Susan's like, well, well you know. Yeah. No, no. And then he went, what if Therese had seen it? I miss that. And she went, oh, shit, yeah. So whatever that toy was, for some reason, they're ashamed of it in front of their peers. But not in front of the young people. Yeah. Fascinating. So I wonder, Therese and Paul, they're kind of forward with their dominatrix. Mm. You know, they have like role play, but they're forward with it because they used to work together and they would, they've always got a power play going on. Mm. Yep. But Carl and Susan don't have that. So is there like a power play in the bedroom oh. that oh. we don't know about? That's why I went to like tickler with like leather and yeah, right. stuff on it. Mm. Yeah. 
I really thought about Fascinating. it. Fascinating. You could <laughs> the, pick, yeah, if possible. People could write a think piece or two on this. I, 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 they could. I mean, there's, they're, they're happening online as we speak. Now, let's talk for a minute about the corporate world. We also get over to billionaire Papa Pierce. He's, he's got a conference call lined up with Lucy, the one of the hotel managers in New York. Is that the one who wants to fire your Chloe? Yes. Mm. And she's, she set these really lofty targets. Chloe's got to meet her KPIs. And, like, by the way, if one conference is going to fix the targets, they're not that lofty. Yeah, she enlists Tarage's help because, firstly, Tarage is a shareholder in the hotel. Secondly, she was yeah. the former general manager, but she's not allowed to be associated with the hotel. But she can be behind the scenes, just not publicly, right? Yeah. Anyway, Chloe got Tarage to do her homework. And, but aside from that, Tarage is, is her mentor. She was Tarage's mm. assistant. And then they had a passing of the baton, but like I'm trying to think of a hotel version. Room key. The room key. (laughs) I just think it was so perfectly reasonable for her to get her advice on this. And I am enjoying how supportive. I think so too, yeah. Yeah, how supportive Tarage is of Chloe. You know, she could be bitter that she's taken her job, but she's not. She's just nurturing of her. No, she doesn't doesn't feel that Chloe took her job. She feels that she gave it to her. Ah. (laughs) Right. That's why she's so benevolent Mm -hmm. about this. Also, what's at risk here is if they don't meet their targets, Lassiter's is going to lose its branding, which I think, oh, so it'll become an Ibis or something. Like, big deal. It's still going to be a hotel. Well, like, what's Pierce's last name? Grayson. I mean. Could be Grayson's. Yeah. Grayson Sweets. I mean, it's better. Yeah, it is, actually. And it sounds better. Do you want to stay there with your yeah, Instagram? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. They had a bad reputation because they had spy cameras found in their one of their rooms. Lassiter's could stand to have a rebrand. Yeah. It's not doing well. So Or like go the other way. There's cameras in every room. You get the footage <laughs> afterwards. Get the blue box. Grayson. Get the blue box deal. The Grayson Manor. Also, Chloe has a debilitating illness. She's got Huntington's disease, so she doesn't have ah. long on this world. She, oh no. Yeah, mm, it's very sad. It's very sad. Mm. So I don't know why she wants to spend the next five years climbing the corporate ladder. It's very boring. Just go traveling, enjoy your life. Yes. Like and that she would loves, be the last thing to do. She loves travel. Like that's how she when she first joined the show, she'd been around the world and mm. al- always telling travel stories. Like you bar- marry a billionaire. And then you go, well, I might settle down and man- manage a suburban hotel. Mm. No way. No. Nah. And he's got wineries, like. Oh, good. You need to get out there. Yeah. So Chloe's in the office. And look, I feel for her because I've been in her situation having KPIs that you can't meet or whatever. And so she makes an example out of Ned, like, look how mean I can be to this random bellboy, basically. He hasn't had to do anything for his money the whole time he's worked there, no. Ned. He just wanders around being like, oh, I'm Teresa's nephew. Um, meanwhile, Pierce is like micromanaging his wife's management. All this week, what was driving me mental is that, guys, didn't you think of this when you made her the general manager a month ago when she was underqualified? Yeah, and when the hotel was having a branding issue. Mm. So you can't be expected to suddenly recoup all yeah, the you sales. You wouldn't hire someone who doesn't have any experience yeah. if your hotel is struggling. You would someone who has like 10 plus years experience. Yeah, and maybe experience recovering a brand. Yeah. By the end of the week, they're like, maybe we could give her a management course. I'm like, yes. why was this not thought up two months ago? But also, like, just let her wear outfits and go somewhere else. She's really good at wearing no. outfits. There are no <laughs> stakes for me here. Like, I don't care. I think she'll thrive once she's not a general manager. Like, I remember when you were talking to me when you became celiac, not that you weren't before, but <laughs> when you, I don't know, outed yourself. <laughs> um and you said, like, if the world was ending tomorrow, oh, yeah. I'd just go eat a cheeseburger. Great. Like, her world's ending soon. Yeah. 
probably for all of she us. She needs but, to but for e- her in particular. She, yeah. Eat her metaphorical cheeseburger. She needs yeah. to eat cheeseburgers, Big Macs, whatever. Yeah. She needs to get up there. So Pierce, at the end of this episode, we find out that Lucy wants to fire Chloe and she spends the rest of the week trying to prove herself and then catches Pierce bad-mouthing her to, to rage saying, I wish I'd, like, I made a mistake hiring her. I only hired her because she's my wife. Which Paul, um, I know that you've seen more of me, but Paul at some point tells her that. He's, he's a terrible about it, but still, like, it's the truth. Yes, and I will touch on Paul shortly in a, in a segment I've got, we've got coming up. But um, That's bad news. Pierce has his hands full because he's also sometimes trying to parent. So he finds out that Hendrix got into the sex toys <laughs> and Hendrix is like, it was funny, Dad. And he's like, no, you go over there and apologise to those hornbags. <laughs> his parenting is shocking. He seems like he just doesn't care about him or like yeah. he doesn't know what to do yeah. with situations. Yeah, And he's not reading any parenting books or no. watching Dr. Phil to learn. Or anything. There must be books out there for so turns out you're a dad of a 15-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> there must be, right? And if not, someone should write that. Now, let's talk about – now, Bridget, you watched a bit of Wednesday's episode. Do you remember anything that happened yes. on that one? I think that Wednesday was when the lady came in to have a chat with Chloe and oh. she had to pitch her plan mm-hmm. up to save the um, hotel to get the big conference, book the book <laughs> conference, wasn't it? And I think it was like a children's services one or something because somehow the buddy club was involved. No, that was like, no, she said like the reason that she could make the deal was she offered like babysitting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the Department of Human Services or something. And then she could offer babysitting for like the employees. Okay, I checked out emotionally. (laughs) Yeah. But also like if you're going on a work conference, you don't want to take short Why would you? Yeah, like. I mean, Ellie might. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you ladies have missed... Friday's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I haven't we, seen the I'm going to talk ones. about Friday's because it amused okay. me. So the Buddy Club is this club that the charity is running for underprivileged youth to motivate them. Kyle's been put in charge of looking after these young people. He pitches his ideas to Therese and Toadie. Well, no, they give him a list of ideas and mm-hmm. he says, no, I don't want to do these. How about I do woodworking with them because he's a handyman. Mm, okay. And they're like, okay, that's our insurance definitely covers that. <laughs> um, he says he had a working with children check. But, and then he said, I can run it on the work site, on the handyman yard. Like I can get them and then they can all take something home with them as a souvenir. Mm. And they, they just go, great idea, Kyle. They don't check with their insurer that, that, that they can have um, delinquent teens hammering nails on a work site. And he goes to plan that. But Toadie's run off his feet with Nellie and Hugo. And one of his other jobs. Yes. And he actually has to do lawyering. Yeah. He's a lawyer. He's a, par- he's a sole parent. Oh. He's got a nursery also. And now a charity. Yep. Coyle, who's trying to define himself as a wannabe father, mm. says, I'll look after my godchildren. I'll look after Hugo and Nelly. While he's doing woodworking classes with the, mis- the misguided team. Well, he said, I've got to go down to the yard to get ready for tomorrow for the buddy club. And oh, no. A lot. <laughs> Alarm bells start ringing for Toadie and he's like, are you sure you can manage the kids? Kyle's like, yeah, there's an office there. They can sit in there and watch a movie. And Toadie's like, okay. So he takes the kids. This scene was incredible. There's a little shed, like a little office, like a a portable room. It is. It's portable. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle sets up a playpen, puts the six-year-old and the two-year-old into the playpen. 
with the iPad set up. The, the six-year-old. <laughs> Into. And the two-year-old. Two-year-olds wouldn't even stay in that, but okay. Six years are definitely not. Definitely not. Hugo was happy as Larry to sit there. And because Kyle says, after this, we're going to go get milkshakes. And little John Turner, what a star, improvises. The little boy just goes, milkshakes, milkshakes. Oh, so cute. So cute. So Kyle's like, this is easy. All right, back in a minute, kids. And goes out to the yard to set up. He is not even out the door when Nellie gets up and steps out of the playpen. And off she goes for an adventure. Oh, no. And she looks at Hugo and says, shh, don't tell anyone. And off she goes. Tarage comes to check on him and mentions kids. He's like, oh, it's great. This is going to be a great day tomorrow with the kids. And he goes, oh, speaking of kids, better go check on the two that are in, in my care. And he goes in and Nellie's missing yet again. It's, mm. it's oh, been a kid has yeah. gone missing so many she times. Always, it's been a couple of Who's months. Whose kid is this? Toadie, he's a lawyer. He's one of the main okay. long-term characters. Your husband would know him. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be watching this episode. I want to see he, this. <laughs> his wife died, you know, less Last than a year, year ago. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's doing very well, juggling yeah. a lot of balls. He's doing well. And look, sometimes things slip. Any parent, yeah. things slip because you're busy. And But I think deciding to give your two children to co- coil is, is a big slip. <laughs> Especially when he's fragile. Yeah. He's fragile at the moment. But you know who... Is meant to be here for him and is busy with her own bullshit. Is Susan? Susan's meant to be here yes. for Tony. Susan's often mm. around to help, but he doesn't want the kids staying with a chemical terrorist. Uh, who can blame him? Right. And by bullshit, I mean the terrorist, <laughs> <laughs> not like her little newborn great niece. Great niece. Yeah, yeah. So mm. the cliffhanger into next week is where is little Nell? All right. So money's on. She's gone to the nursery. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. So it was her mum's nursery. Her mum worked at oh the nursery. No. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, or the tree. Or the tree the, where they've Sorry, carried her ashes. You, yeah. you were thinking that. Yeah. Or she just meant to get a milkshake. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I, <laughs> yeah, I want what is owed yeah. to me. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> what we do at this point in the episode, Bridget, is we award citizen or shitizen of the week. We decide. Oh, cool. I'd like to start. I'm very okay. eager to start. I would like to give Shitizen of the Week to Paul Robinson. Here we go. Mainly because I should have given it to him last week, but we had to do other stuff, other business. Okay, he ripped shreds off of Chloe um, on Friday's episode, basically completely belittled her and said, well, she needs to be fired. Are you? Have you posted a job ad for her job? What's going on? You only hired her because she's your wife. Pierce has one of the most amazing cutdowns of Paul and says, um... You gave jobs to your nephew, your son, Amy got the Robinson Heights contract. And he goes, yeah, but they were all competent. He goes, "Um, what about Courtney, the 22-year-old that rose through the ranks because you got engaged to her? And he didn't really have a comeback for that. I can't believe he knows about that. Good. But Paul, where were you a month ago? The scandal erupted and the whole class action was brought down because of your shonky insurance dealings. You now have no business schooling them on who their general manager is. I'm sad that Kate's not here to defend him because that was the only time that Paul was reasonable. That scandal was not of his, none of his fault. But then he should have spoken up a month ago about the general manager issue and gotten her training, management training a month ago. Yeah, they should have just got someone else. It was, it was a silly move. And you know what's sad really for Chloe mm. is that she was a really great assistant and she liked that job. She yes. really enjoyed it. She did great at events. And what an amazing – Did she want to become a general manager? Not really. Not, not really. really. As you said, 
an, a, a natural step up would have been if she'd become in with promotions or branding or yep. yeah. publicity. That's exactly right. And so now they're talking about firing her instead of her just going back to what she liked and uh, was good at. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Or just a star side sorry step. for her. Yeah. See, you've got good empathy, Bridget. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like her. She's my favourite. <laughs> um, CJ, do you have a citizen or citizen? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Should have sent for Hendrix. Okay, great. Yep. Because I just think he sex <laughs> shamed Hendrick. those poor people. He what? He sex shamed those poor people. Yeah, right. Yeah. They've taken him in, and he said, "I don't want you to have fun with your butt plug." <laughs> it's like I'm living here. I'm taking over your couch. I'm not loading the dishes when it's my turn. Yeah. And I'm judging you. Yeah. If yeah. you want that place attended to, and someone's attending to the other place, you can't have that anymore. <laughs> Bridget, do you have one? I think I'm actually going to go with Elia as my citizen. Ooh. Just because she's stepping up and moving out and not letting Guy to come between her and her sister. Not yet anyway. Not yet. Well, probably it will happen <laughs> in one stage. <laughs> I like but that. I think that's, that's really nice of her, of thinking of her sister's feelings, doing what's right. And could you come up with an Instagram name for Ali? Her name should be something that Ellie and her daughter as well so something we do with us well, she, she was saying ellie and asta and her ellie last and asta, name yeah. and her last name is anasta the actor jody anasta so that was yeah ellie and asta and then she could post um the baby pictures as well lovely yeah, ellie and, and, asta, yeah. and what brands would be like the first ones to give her a deal do you think like clothing brands country road yeah perfect yeah yes yeah, country yeah. road. Yeah, and because the, they've got the kids line as well. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, what I do. do. They could do have matching outfits. Oh, matching they little can do homewares. Yeah, oh, yeah, they can do lots of different things. Headwear. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. got to get one of those. Um, you know the big bow ones that yeah, uh, that the they put on baby one. and yeah. mum. Yeah, amazing. Now Kate has phoned in her saddest bitch in Erinsborough of 2019 because she's been bursting to share it. Mm. So we'll check in for that. I'm mean, sure I don't approve. <laughs> It's Kate here, and I'm very proud to present to you the saddest bitch in Erinsborough of 2019. The saddest bitch in Erinsborough just wants to love and be loved in return. We've had a strong field of saddest bitches this year, starting, of course, with Leo, who gave us neighbours cringiest moment of the year with his streetcar name desire style Twitch, or trying to woo his well over ex-lover who has moved on with his dad eek gaz can whose lack of want for a baby and general sad sackedness had him dumped by his fiance for his son coil coil whose desperate need for a baby and shitty decision making had him dumped by his father's ex-fiance amy Amy, one of the OG saddest bitches who wooed a loser father and son without ever leaving the same bedroom in their own family home. Disqualified herself from saddest bitch in Erinsborough this year by finally finding some self-worth and dumping those zeros to shack up with her brother. Special mention, of course, to Pierce, the billionaire with no friends, and Detmek, the detective mechanic with no friends. But the saddest bitch in Erinsborough can only go to one recipient – for many years now, she has passed the saddest bitch baton back and forth with Erinsborough's preeminent lovelorn handy woman, but this year finds it firmly epoxied into her grasp. Of course, I'm talking about Ellie. This year has found her dumped and scorned on her wedding day, but still deciding to cling on to her new husband's surname for a few months. 
She was then unluckily knocked up by the blandest route in Erinsborough before being outsmarted and blackmailed by a shitbag student. She was blackmailed by her blandy baby daddy to get her aunt and uncle to take in her amnesiac psychopath ex-lover who had previously stalked, tormented and tried to kill her. Then she got sacked for the mountain of unprofessional behaviour she'd subjected her students to over the years. Then her mentor, her own aunt, wouldn't even give her a positive reference, making her essentially unemployable. Finally, she caps off a truly sad year by falling in love with her little sister's new boyfriend, the said psychopath ex. Ellie Conway, congratulations, you are the winner of the 2019 Ellie Conway Saddest Bitch in Erinsborough Trophy. Congratulations. Thank you, Kate. Did any did you Bridget feel sorry for anyone this week that was a bit of a sad sad sack loser? Um not loser but I feel sorry for Chloe. Yeah, I think she doesn't deserve what they're doing to her, you know, if she they shouldn't have gave her the um the position if she was not up to it. And that she didn't have any support like you need managers support. Because yeah, they yeah. made her fire all her staff. Yeah, that was so hard. <laughs> and, um, yeah, she's only got Ned left and he's ridiculous. Yeah, she fired that maid and that casual clothes person. Yeah, like, that's not fair. That was also the second time she said worst part of the job ever. Yeah. Like, do you think mm. she says that every day? P.S. There was an amazing moment on Friday that you missed when Tarage is – she's talking to Paul about her new position and how you're really into this. She's like, well, I want it to be good. I want it to be a success. Anyway, you need to chillax. <laughs> That's oh, a good one. And he she goes, likes, I love he's like, what? Why are you talking like that? She's like, I'm not in the corporate world now. I can say things like that. <laughs> it was precious. I do have to say that I'm already into this TV show. <laughs> and, it, and, it's, it. and, and it scares me because I can really binge watch episodes. Yes. Uh, now that I don't have a job, I might be spending my days watching Neighbours. Yeah, it was, it's the freelance world. You'll have a yeah, job again soon. Yeah, I will, I will. But in the meantime, Neighbours... <laughs> Neighbours is always there and there's, yeah. there's 35 years of content if you ever want to go back. So this is very rare. It's very rare that we get a person who's never seen it that wants to then continue watching it. Yeah, yeah. Like It's not like the Junk Time Boys came on yeah. and said that. <laughs> Just pissed all over it and off they went. Well, where can people find you, Bridget, on Instagram? Yes, they can find me, uh, Bridget, two underscores, make a free. <laughs> and we'll link to that. Yeah, thank in, you. In our episode description. Have a look at the handiwork of her husband. Can you please edit our photos too? The ones. Yeah, that... I will. I will. I will. Yes. Because I don't have you guys. I downloaded one of those apps eyes. and I couldn't use it. So ah, that I, need I will this. show you how to yeah. do this. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. We sometimes, sometimes we're so tired and we don't. We have to take our photos and we don't have makeup and we don't have lighting and we don't have anyone else in the house. Mm. And it's just a, I should I know, it's hard. play a tiny violin here, but mm-hmm. it's sad and it's hard. hard. <laughs> Well, I'm here for you guys, you know. (laughs) Yeah, like Ellie. It's our struggle. (laughs) CJ, you're also on Instagram. Yeah, CJ, the hot mess mum. I love that. (laughs) CJ has less filters and editing. I I mean, I just slide to Paris and we're done. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Vase, V-A-Y-S. Yeah, Twitter, NayBuzzPod. Facebook, Neighbours Council, patreon.com slash Pod. when you're out of the Christmas financial doldrums. And we will be back for another chat next week. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I Thank really enjoyed it. We love Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.